the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and you're here listening to a car show where we talk about car repair, and we try to save you money, try to help you understand what's good for your car, what's bad for your car. And the most important thing I want ladies to know is, is I want you to repeat after me the question that you should use every time you take your car in for repair. And especially when they suggest that you have something done, you say, what symptom are you going to correct with your suggested repair? We had a lady the other day that came to us and asked us to check out her lower control arms, and she said that they had quoted her $1,100. Somebody had quoted her $1,100 to to replace the bushings. Folks, when the lower control arm bushings go bad, there's going to be a clunk when you take off and a clunk when you come to a stop. That's the that's the symptoms of bad control arms and tire wear. You'll have some abnormal tire wear. So we checked out and we drove it, and we simply told her the truth, and that is, is we wouldn't replace the bushings because there are no symptoms. Your tires are wearing perfectly, and there's no clunking going on. And I think they looked at the speedometer and the odometer because it says 80,000 miles on your car. And um, some cars need them at 80 and some cars don't. And yours is one of them that doesn't. So that's kind of what we told her. The idea is, is can, when you ask them, they say you need to have your injectors flushed. You need to re- flush the engine, flush the transmission, flush the brake fluid. What symptom are you going to correct with your suggested repair? That's a hard question to answer, especially if you're just doing what I call odometer surfing. You're looking at the odometer of the car at 60,000. You're going to sell them a lot of fluids, brake fluid, transmission fluid, cooling system flush, spark plugs, belts, hoses, stuff like that. That's just my advice. All righty. When we talk about car repair shops, you don't have to worry about that upselling stuff at Quality Transmission. He's a good guy. 90% of his business is repeat customers. He's been around a very, very long time. And since 1977, as a matter of fact, and he'll drive your car and, and talk to you for free. That's special in, the, in, in our entire industry because that's kind of half of the diagnostic portion. There, the other half is is actually running tests on your transmission and, of course, try, or they're, at quality, they're going to charge you for that. But the talking and test driving with you there so that you can demonstrate the problem is an important part of correctly diagnosing a car problem. So don't forget, quality transmission in Tempe on McClintock North of University. Let's go to the phones. Tim, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Hey, I've got a couple of questions for you, if it's okay. Um, one, I've, sure. got a 90, I've got a 95 Toyota 4Runner, four-wheel drive, that I bought used. It's got about 245,000 miles on it. It runs okay. very good. The one thing I'm not sure of is, is the four-wheel drive actually working? I can get it in a gear. 
but I don't really hear, you know, normally you can hear or feel, you know, the momentum or the sensation of the four-wheel drive. And then I've taken it on gravel roads and, you know, popped the clutch, and, and I don't I don't see anything happening in the front end. And I don't, okay. and also there's no light that pops on it that's within four-wheel drive. And so I'm wondering okay. how can I check that turn- to see if it's working. Okay, well, when you when you turn the key on and we go through the bulb check on your dashboard, do you see that that four wheel drive light? Because it may or may not be there during the, the what we call the bulb check time. But you're you're right. You need to go to that proverbial smooth piece of concrete behind the shopping center tomorrow morning, okay. and just dump the clutch in, in low, and okay. just dump it, burn the tires a little bit, get out and look. If if you don't have any any black marks from the front ones, then then clearly. Now let me ask you: Is it an electronic uh, application of the four-wheel drive, or is it mechanical? It, it's mechanical, so it's a five-speed with a mechanical. And uh, my okay. daughter actually was up four-wheeling up north a little while back. Got she said she got stuck in some very simple, basic terrain snow and couldn't get out. She doesn't know enough to see if it was spinning. So that tells me another thing. Okay. You know, I don't know because I think there's like a, a, some sort of a sensor that's supposed, you know, that, that's supposed to tell you if it's engaged or not. That could be bad, but I don't know if that actually is just a sensor to tell you, or if it's actually, you know, but because it's mechanical, that tells me it should go in by moving that, you know, that four-wheel drive lever. Okay, now you don't have any hubs, right? You have no, no hubs that you have to automatic, apply. Automatic. Okay, so that means that the transfer case, the shifter on the floor, the mechanical shifter on the floor, is going to lock the transfer case and begin to apply power to that front drive shaft. Now, that front drive shaft is going to be connected firmly to the two front wheels, so that front drive shaft is going to be spinning all the time, but the wheels are making it spin, and it's actually disconnected from the rear wheels at the transfer case. So you really and truly, if you take it to your, I don't know if you have someone else do your oil changes, but that's something that the guy that does your oil change can check in about five minutes. So you might try that. Get it up in the air. And yep. and just simply put it in four wheel low or four wheel high, and then just start applying the gas because when you're in two wheel drive, the yep. back tires are going to spin, but the front won't. So that's right. it. Right. Because even the drive shaft won't spin. I mean, if the, if it's if it's in the transfer case and it's not working, the drive shaft would spin. That's the way I would think. No, the the drive shaft's going to spin. The front drive shaft is going to spin all the time because it's connected firmly to the two front wheels. The okay. problem is, is there's a disconnect between the front, the back side of the front drive shaft and the transfer case. We're not applying power to that drive shaft, okay. so we have to lock that that front drive shaft to the two front wheels unless you had hubs. And then if you had hubs, then we would make the disconnect there. Okay? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then the other question, I'll make it quick. I've got a 2001 Yukon, well, four-wheel drive. The rear differential or the rear, um, yes, rear end, I call it. Um, it's leaking around the, I, I think it's called the pinion seal where the drive shaft connects into it. And yes. so I, I need to have that repaired and, and it's got about 210,000 miles. The rear end has been rebuilt before. I did take it to a guy in town who does nothing but rear end to fix it right, but I'm just thinking it needs to probably just be gone over since it's got 210,000 miles. Or can I just replace that pinion seal easily enough to keep it from leaking? Well, there's a bushing. There's a bushing behind that seal on your General Motors rear end, and that bushing keeps that pinion uh, spinning perfectly straight. 
So yeah. when the bushing goes bad, we begin to wobble the pinion, and then typically when you wobble the pinion, you whack the seal out. Okay. So I would take it back to the guy that did the differential work for you that you were happy with because yep. he's in the best position to pull the seal out, and then he's going to put a, a, a dial indicator on that uh, pinion, and he'll know that five, six, seven thousandths is way too much, or he's yep. got one and a half or two thousandths, and then he just puts a new seal in it, and you make sure that it's not over full on fluid. And those right. are the two things I would do. Yeah, All right. Okay. And, and, and do you do this kind of work in your shop as well if I can't find this guy? Yes, 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 sir. What part of town do you live in? I'm in North Scottsdale. Okay. Well, I know that Air Park Auto has differential guys. I know that they do. I know that Quality Transmission um, can do differential work. They're closer than I am. I know Whitey's on Civic Center and Thomas, um, just east of Scottsdale Road, I know they can do a rear pinion seal. And okay. uh, and I know Bridwell's at Scottsdale and Lincoln can do a rear pinion seal and a checkout. So I appreciate you the, that you honor me. And yes, we can do it. But yeah. you're going to pass a lot of shops on your way to me. Yeah, and I've had my tranny done at Bob's down there at Quality. So that's probably where I'll go. Get, get a couple things hit okay. up at once. So okay, thanks a lot. All right, thank you, Dick. You're up next, Dick. How can I help you today? Yeah, thank you for calling, Mark. Uh, we're enjoying your beautiful Arizona weather. We're from the north. Have a 2013 Ford Explorer, and I took it in for an okay. oil change. And we got down here last week, and I asked them at the time. I said, every once in a while, and I put it in, shift it into park, and hit the button. It still says shift into park. I said, so I have to nudge the shifter a little bit. Anyways, he came back to me uh, while I was waiting. He says, well, we have some bad news. I said, well, what do you mean bad news? He said, well, your shifter is broken. I said, what do you mean it's broken? I said. He said, well, there's a rod in there that's broken, and he tried to explain it to me, and he says, it's, it's this, and that's what takes the message off your indicator on the dash. And, and he said, well, we, you're lucky. He said, we have the part in stock. He said, the tune will be about 450 bucks to replace it. And I thought, holy camoly. Then I asked him, I said, well, it's safe to drive home if I just want to get it done with my dealer or something when I get home. He said, well, you know, he said, I can't really guarantee it he says but uh you know we'll be glad to take care of it today if you want it so i did leave and not get it fixed <laughs> so my question is you, is it I, safe to drive or is, what's going on this is a 2013 uh, it's only got 35,000 uh, miles on it i'm sorry, sorry 45,000 yeah um your, your story is just you know i just i'm i'm working really hard to just bite my tongue right now i'm just um they're, they're, your shift linkage clearly has some kind of an electrical device that interfaces with the shifter. And typically, that shifter um, is attached to a park neutral switch, an electronic switch that tells the computer which gear you're in. And, and, the re and how you unlock that switch and how you get it out of park is you apply the brake, and when the brake pedal switch tells the solenoid his foot's on the brake, then the solenoid unlocks the shifter so that you can pull it out of park and go into reverse and neutral and drive. This, this, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you 50 bucks against your 10. I'm going to give you 5 to 1 odds that when you have this fixed, this is a simple adjustment. And that four hundred dollars was was just an effort to rip you off. Period. Well, you know, I took it. Here's the problem. The you know, I took the big Ford garage where I always had my car service, the one we're up up north, and you know, I, 
Okay, well, don't say the name of the garage, okay. and don't say anything more about the garage, but the, it, 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 this kind of stuff is prevalent in our industry, whether it's a chain store, whether it's an independent shop, whether it's a quick-loop facility, whether it's a detail shop, it's just prevalent. It's a situation, and the technician came out to talk to you, and your questions were perfect. The fact of the matter is, is that I'm only having a problem every once in a while, but you say something's broken. If broken is broken, then why do I not experience this problem 100% of the time? And, and it's just, oh, gosh darn, and we happen to have the part in stock. All of that just, just raises the hair on the back of my neck. You know, the only other thing you could have done is said, hey, cowboy, why don't you grab the new part? And let's walk, let's walk out together. You show me the broken part, then you show me the new part. And then what would have come next is is you're not allowed in the shop. <laughs> yeah. And and I want to tell you something. First of all, you 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 getting home is probably the and this is going to cause you a problem is probably slim and none. The the fact of the matter is is this is probably an adjustment. You might have to wiggle the shifter a little bit. You might have to push extra hard on the brake pedal. But you getting home is not going to be a problem. And if you look in your owner's manual, there's a way to disable the lock on the shifter by putting your key in a specific hole or something like that. That in case that solenoid doesn't actually unlock the shifter, you can do it another way. There is a bypass in your owner's manual. So find that page and put a dog ear on it. And you guys are head on home. When you get home, I would really love it if you would go to MarkSalem.com, maybe even send me or fax me a copy of the bill that repairs it. And do not tell the new shop your experience with this other shop. Just tell them the same symptoms and see what happens. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it to everybody in the world. Okay? Thanks, Mark, for your, your All righty. Thank you, Dick. Thank you. All righty, when we come back, we're going to get Mark, John, and, and Harry. Mark, John, and Harry in that order. And so I'm going to take an early break, and that way we get 30 seconds sooner. We'll be right back right after this. You have a friend at Thunderbird Auto. His name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Despite Bernie Sanders' strong showing in Iowa, Hillary Clinton remains the overwhelming favorite for the Democratic nomination, and that's good news for Republicans because of her profound vulnerability on issues of personal integrity. Among Democratic caucus-goers in Iowa, a fourth said that the quality that mattered most to them was that a candidate should be honest and trustworthy. Among these voters, Bernie Sanders slaughtered Hillary Clinton by a staggering 8-to-1 margin, 83% to 10%. 
If the Republicans choose a candidate who conveys a sense of ethics and authenticity, they should be able to peel away some of these Democratic voters as well as scoring big gains among the independents who care about the honesty issue. With more information about the email scandal dribbling out every week and with the FBI investigation scheduled for a midsummer climax, Hillary's reputation for phoniness and prevarication should offer her opponents an irresistible target. I'm Michael Medved. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me tell you about Larry Harker's Auto real quick. Larry Harker's has been on my best car repair shop list for years and years and years and years. He's the only guy in a huge square starting from maybe uh, Camelback to the north to the uh, I-10 to the south, the 101 to the I-17. There's one shop that has made the grade, and that's Larry Harker's. Larry Harker's is at 38th Avenue in Indian School. I know Bob is a diagnostician that is certainly in the top 10% our industry has to offer. They're honest, they're dependable, and I can tell you that a lot of shops in that general area send their diagnostic problems to Bob, so sometimes it's better just to go to the wizard yourself. That's Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School since 1967. Mark, good morning. How can I help you this morning? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have a 2006 Impala, 2006 Impala, and every once in a while it won't start. It'll work fine for you know months or maybe weeks, and then all of a sudden it won't start. And the symptoms that we have are when you turn the ignition switch on, all the instrument panel lights come on, everything looks normal. You turn the key to the start position, and the engine doesn't turn over. There's no clicking sound in the starter solenoid. And... You try three or four times, it might start, but if you keep trying, it will start, and then it works fine for weeks or maybe a couple of months. Okay. Um, when you park it, do you park it in the garage at night? Yes. Okay, good, good. Um, I would like very much if you would go to uh, MarkSalem.com, my website, and I'd like you to click on FAQs, and I'd like you to print out FAQ number 28. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have you diagnose this yourself. 
and I'm going to have you look at the headlight intensity. What I hear you saying is this. When you get into the car, every time you start it in the garage, I want you to turn the headlights on and they're going to shine up against the wall in front of you. And they're going to be white and bright. And when you hit the key, my guess is, is they will barely dim if you're even able to perceive they dim. They'll be barely dim. And each time you hit the key and there's no cranking, I want you to be specific here when you take your car into the garage. This is a no crank situation as opposed to a no start. Because start means I'm cranking, but the engine doesn't catch. Correct. So yours is a no crank situation. Um, and I'm betting that the starter solenoid is bad. And I think if you watch the intensity of the of the headlights, for instance, if you hit the key and the headlights go out completely, and then they come on slowly, that means something. If they come on fast, as soon as you let go of the key, the headlights come on, that means something else. So I'm going to go through that whole scenario with you if you just print out FAQ 28. But here's my guess. Based on what you've told me, I think you're going to end up putting a starter and a solenoid in there. I wouldn't just do the solenoid. I'd do them both together because your car's 10 years old. And you want the warranty to be the same, and you don't want the shop to say, "Well, I put a warrant, I put a solenoid in it, and I guess it needs a starter too." And so he gets to charge you twice for the labor. So I think it's in your best interest just to put a starter solenoid in it, but only after you run the test described in that FAQ 28. Okay. okay. Oh, for that car, does the, the, the solenoid built into the starter? Well, it's on top of the starter, but you can do them separately. Oh, okay, I didn't know you that. You can you can drop this. Yeah, you can drop the starter and take two Phillips head screws out and a little five sixteenths or quarter inch bolt at the back. You can swap the solenoid. Then you can put it all back in. My fear is how many miles are on the car? One hundred eighteen thousand. Okay, so it's been around the world five times. Yep. It started a lot. My fear is, and I don't want you to get into a, a, a match with the shop that, that says, well, I only put the solenoid in it, and I think it's in your best interest to put a, both of them in it together. Right. But you're certainly welcome to overrule me because it's your money and not mine. But, no, but no, I would I, just do the, I'd do it together. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, thank you, Mark. You're welcome, Mark. Thank you very much. John, you're up next. John, how can I help you this morning? Well, I have a, uh, well, it's my wife's car, a 2007 uh, Yukon Denali, and one of the few rare times that I might drive that car, I noticed that the rear suspension didn't seem to be working. It was bottoming out, and in looking at it, it had the shocks that have the bladder on them, I guess they call them air springs, and yes. uh, both of them were ruptured uh, where they make that kind of the 180-degree bend there, and uh, so I replaced them with a pair of what's called R-naught, uh, a brand of shock in there. And um, I noticed that they still didn't come on. So I asked my wife, you know, when they, did you ever notice a compressor or some kind of noise you're running all the time? And, and she said, yeah, I did. And, uh, of course, the, the compressor wasn't coming on when I put the shocks up. And looking at that, uh, it was there was just rust in this little filter canister that has little desiccant balls in it. The mm-hmm. compressor was locked up completely. So I replaced the compressor. Now I have two new shocks and uh, the compressor still doesn't come on. I've checked all the fuses uh, under the hood. There were three of them I think identified in the owner's manual as part of the sus- that auto suspension. But I can't get the 
the new compressor to kick on. So okay. it, should that should that well, be activated all the time with 12 volts to it? It seemed like originally the car would, even when it was sitting there or something, it would level itself. Okay. Well, the compressor's job is just to keep a static amount of air pressure in the system. Correct. It, 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 does, it doesn't come on and go off other than the, if, if the pressure – so there's going to be a switch in that system that turns the compressor on and off. And the switch could have 12 volts to it, and then yet have the ground controlled by the com by the computer, and the computer's looking at the height sensor in the front and in the back. Okay. So the height sensor reports to the computer, and I'm guessing because I here's the answer to your question: someone needs to get the wiring diagram for that car and look at it. It's something that takes 10 minutes if you have the appropriate software. You go in there and you pop, say, "Give me the air suspension wiring diagram." Boom, you got it. And at that point, you can look at it and say, okay, well, this feeds this and so forth and so on. So the question is, you can artificially inseminate that motor with power and ground and get it to fire up, but there's a good chance that one of the level sensors front or rear is is not talking to the computer or is talking to the computer, and the computer's trying to talk to there, but maybe there's a pressure switch involved. So you need a wiring diagram. That's the bottom line. You need a wiring diagram. And what that's part of town you live in? Is it a dealer item? No, no, any shop can do that. And all of us have dealt with that before. So it's a matter of going back and saying, okay, well, I see power comes from here, and the ground is supplied all the time, so power is what makes this thing go on and off. So first I'm going to do is apply power to it. Oh, it runs. Good. So we know that the motor that, that, that John put in is still good. So then maybe I'm just going to run the motor. I and then all of a sudden I see air shocks, bellows start popping, and I'm going, good. The valve is open between the compressor and the rear shocks, and I can see that, that, that bellows open up. I can see the top go, or the back end go up in the air. I'm home free. Now I just got to figure out why I can't get power to there. Oh, look here. There's a pressure switch right here. It goes through the pressure switch. You jump the pressure switch. Boom. The compressor comes on. You replace the pressure switch, and John's on his way. That's what it sounds like. All right, and if you're looking for a good shop, go to Mark. Okay, thank you very much. And if you're looking for a good shop, go to MarkSalem.com. Click on mechanical or tires or diesel or transmission or paint and body because we've got them all. And you can find a good shop in your area, and he'll tell you whether that's something he's good at. Most of us are pretty good with air suspension. We've all learned it, and they've been around for 10, 15 years. 602-508-0960. Harry and Ed, you stay right there. I'm going to get you first. Harry first, and then Ed. We'll be back right after this, 602-508-0960. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. Are you closing in on retirement, but just don't have the confidence that your current plan will provide enough income for you to truly enjoy your golden years? Or worse, are you afraid you'll outlive your money? Remove that stress from your life. Join Tim Van Houten for Let's Talk Money, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., right here on 960 The Patriot. But if you don't want to wait for the show, call Tim right now, 888-767-2122. That's 888-767-2122. 888-767-2122. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, and result of the dream of Henry. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. 10600. I just forgot to write down that number. Let me tell you about Kurtz Auto Repair real quick. Kurtz Auto Repair is at, Bay, or at Bell Road and the I-17, the northeast corner. Kurtz is special because he does work on newer model cars, but he does it the old-fashioned way. I'll give you a quick example. We, if you're a new customer, within the week following your your visit, Kurt's wife will deliver some home-baked goods to your house and say thank you for trusting them to work on your car. That's the way it used to be, and it still works today. But what works even better is when you diagnose it right and you fix it right, and that's what Kurt's all about. So they have ASE technicians, and they're located at I-17 in Bell, and if you don't have a garage close by and you work or live in that area, you might try Kurt's Auto. It's a good shop. Let's go to Harry. Harry, good morning to you. How can I help you? 
Uh, good morning, Mark. My ears kind of perked up a little bit when I heard you uh, talking about air-cooled uh, VWs. <laughs> <laughs> There's not too many people no. that knew what we was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I've had them from bug to VW things with buses and squarebacks and stuff in between. But uh, you were talking, uh, you were asking him, about how, you know, how do you stop the oil leaks, or did you have... Uh, any cure for that? Well, it was kind of a progression deal from what, kind of what I found from when I started. They got better, better sealers, uh, you know, on the cases, uh, copper coat, yep. and a number of others. That that helped a lot. And then they found that, uh, especially out here in the buses, the back uh, uh, part of the case behind the number three, they'd get a big crack there, and they started deep seating the number three stud and. Uh, you know, a number of things. A lot of that came out of California, I think. You know, Gene Berg and some of the builders over there were early uh, early pioneers for that. But, uh, they were, and, and Gene Berg's name will pop up. If you talk about taking an air-cooled VW motor and making it better, his name is synonymous oh, with that. Yeah, he, uh, his he name was running is a bug uh, that would uh, beat a lot of cars back in the early 60s, a lot of the muscle cars, very, very fast. But, uh, Just yeah, think what uh, he could I, have done with NOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he even, uh, some of his stuff was a little bit wild. He, uh, talking about line boring engine, uh, the cases, uh, he didn't really believe too much of that. He wanted to start with a new case because evidently the, the, the material in the, in the case has kind of changed over the years too. And, uh, uh when they did a line boring, you did it on a cold case. And of course it gets pretty hot here and some of them didn't, uh, didn't hold up good, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. Did the, you, the, did you the do issue, much work v- on VWs, or did you uh, not? Uh, not? Not, you know, I'm, that's not been my forte. The small block Chevys, I've, I've right. done a lot more work on those kinds of vehicles, both carbureted fuel injection. But I've had technicians, and when we get a VW bug in, um, you know, that the, the, the typical question to the service riders and to the staff is, <laughs> is who's best served for this? <laughs> And 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 you're exactly right. And and for them to to you know the car comes in, it needs a clutch, and and I, and I say you're capable of doing this, and they laugh at me. Then I know that you know they've done this before. I remember one technician had the engine out of a bug um, in less than 19 minutes. Oh yeah. And uh, he just he had the skill, he had the knowledge, he just knew what to disconnect. And back then it was, if you look at the engine. You're talking about the fuel line, the throttle cable, and the heater hoses. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Everything else, and a wire harness, and a wire harness. Right, right, so yeah. they they were they were exceptional motors. They were exceptional motors. Well, thank you for reminiscing okay, well, with uh, me. Thanks I appreciate for bringing that up. It was kind of interesting. All right. All right. Thanks. Well, thank thank you, Harry. Thank you very much, Ed. Good morning to you. I don't. I'm going to get your question, and I'm going to take your answer on the other side. But go ahead. Hey, hey, Mark. We're going to move this show from Germany to over to uh, Great Britain. Hey, I've got a, uh, I've got a 63 Austin Healey Sprite that uh, came with a mechanical fuel pump on it. And I changed it out to an electrical fuel pump. Everybody told me it was more efficient. And I, I do believe it's more efficient. But the ticking noise as it runs just drives me absolutely crazy. Car runs perfect. It still has the the twin SU carburetors on it. Came from the factory. I'm I'm thinking about taking off the electronic fuel pump, going back to the mechanical fuel pump. My question for you is: 
is there anything I have to watch out for when I replace, you know, when I take off the plate that's now on the engine block uh, that I put on when I took off the mechanical fuel pump? If I put a new mechanical fuel pump in there, the lever that goes inside, obviously, the, the case, is there anything I have to watch for, or is it just to pretty much slip it in and bolt it on? Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know if there's a push rod that comes off the camshaft or the crankshaft that pushes on the arm or whether you're actually up against the camshaft with the arm. But when we come back, we're going to talk about both of those. And then we're going to talk about how you can determine whether there's the, the necessary apparatus is still inside there, but you're going to need a mirror and a flashlight. So you just stay right there, and we're going to take a break in six seconds, and we're going to get right back to you. I'm Mark Salem. This is KKMT 960 The Patriot. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. If you want a movement, an organization, a party, a religion to become ever more extremist, you do two things. You allow the extremists to thrive in your midst, and you ask the credible people to come and tell you it's other people's fault. Holly Wiesel once said, Confusion comes when evil and good are put on the same plane, and the wicked receive the countenance of the just. Weekdays from 10 to midnight on 960 The Patriot. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. This is Dan Marley, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for an exciting season of antelope basketball. GCU is atop the WAC leaderboard and looking to finish a season sweep of UTRGV tonight. The Lopes beat the Vicaros by 20 earlier this season, but UTRGV is tough at home, especially as the back end of a long road trip for GCU. 
The tips at 6. Join me and the coach Dan Nichols for the pregame show at 545. The Lopes and the Vaqueros tonight on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Lopes up. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, historian Dr. Steve Carroll returns with his essential Dateline Middle East news analysis and commentary. Learn about the essential news from the Middle East. Dr. Carroll's presentation is not to be missed. Please spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. 960 The Patriot.
Are we ready, Gil? All right, everybody. Folks, I'm sorry. That's all my fault. Um, when uh, when we had new phone lines brought into the ranch, um, I didn't cancel call waiting. So when people call in during the show, it, it, it throws the show into into kilter. So I'm sorry about that. Let's go to the phones like we promised, and let's go to uh, uh, Ed. And we were talking about your Austin Sprite, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly, but I think you need... Somebody tap the starter while you're looking inside there, and something should come out and go in, come out and go in, or the arm should contact some kind of a lobe on the camshaft or on the crankshaft to activate that fuel pump. If that's the case, that, that then you'll be home free. As long as you can see that ascent. One other quick question. What's yep. the... I'm missing your question, if you can hear me, Mark. Ed, hold on a second, okay? Okay. Most Friday nights, I can be found in the bed of my truck on an old chase lounge. Back then to my spot at the driving show. You know, a cargo light gives off a romantic glow. I never have to wait in line at I'm sorry again. It's my fault. I'm sorry again. We're going to go back to Ed and, and talking about your Austin. Ed, would you tell me what the clicking noise was that you find objectionable with the electric pump? Is it the on and off and the rattle of the pump? Is that the issue? Well, you, you know what it is? is I've tried two different pumps, Mark, and uh, it's just when the pump runs, from what I what I understand and I've talked to a lot of people, it's just the, it, it's just the, the beast of the pump as it, as it pushes the fuel it just makes the, a constant ticking noise where it mounts to the right in front of the fuel tank i've put rubber grommets underneath it and it and it doesn't seem to be a metal on metal situation it's just the sound of the pump uh that, that makes okay. that noise all right well i'll tell you what what kind of bothers me about this is almost always when we convert from a manual a fuel pump on any kind of car to an electric, we have to use a fuel pressure regulator 
because if you look at the pump specs, you're probably going to be far higher than three or four pounds PSI on the output side of the, hey, of the hey, electric hey, pump. Hey, Mark, can I, can I answer that real quick? I guess the beauty of these two pumps that I have tried, I know these SU carburetors, and they're the original ones that came with the car, really only need a, about two to three pounds of pressure, and that's supposedly what these pumps, these electric fuel pumps, are made for these old Austin Healy's because that's all they produce. Okay. All right. And and that might very well be the case, but the problem is is as the pump cycles on and off, there's going to come times where we're going to start rattling the needle in seats. It's a lot better off to have a one-pound residual pressure. You might try, and you can put the mechanical in if that's what you want, but you might try to just put a different kind of electric pump and, and, and then get a fuel pressure regulator and just drop it down to one or two or three pounds. I'm just wondering if the rattle you're hearing, hearing is, is because between the output of the pump and the needle and seat of the carburetor, we've got this empty space, and I, I'm just wondering about that. But anyway, thank you very much, Ed. i got to move on. But if you want to continue the conversations, email me at mark at marksalem.com, and I'll give you quick attention, mark at marksalem.com. Brett, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, this is Brett. I knew you, uh, I guess, briefly back in about 86 when I had the tunex and you did my towing. You the Salem boys there on the freeway. Yes, so yes. 48th and Southern. Anyway, I've got a couple quick questions. Uh, okay. OQ Hyundai Santa Fe 2.7 with about 70,000 miles. Should the timing belt be changed or can a, it, can a person go a while? It, it's my opinion that the ones that are breaking exceed eight years or 80,000 miles. So mm. you're just right at the 80,000 mile mark and, and it, it seems like that eight years seems to be the problem. Now, there's lots of guys that are going to go 10 years, but you know what? It doesn't really make any difference. If we go eight or 10 years, you're still way out of whack in it with an O2. So I think it's in either your best interest or in the customer's best interest to go ahead and change that belt because, the, like I said, the ones that come in on the tow truck typically are outside that range. And so my personal limit at the shop now is eight and 80. And so I think that translates well to the car that you're talking about. Can you get the kit with the guides and everything involved, and then the water pump should be done too, and, and what else would be involved besides the water pump? Water pump, timing chain, tensioners, if there's any idler pulleys, lower radiator hose, upper radiator hose, and a cooling system flush. So anything, there's there's likely to be a tensioner, there's likely to be an idler pulley. We want to do both of those, water pump, and then the other ones is the stuff we take off, and we're going to put new stuff back on. So that right. that would be it. And then on a 07 um, Hyundai Entourage van, uh, book recommends transmission change at 100,000 miles. The vehicle also has close to 70,000 on it. Would it be recommended to do transmission change, uh, fluid change? You know, again, that that 07 is is way out of whack because it's nine years old and it only has what whatever you said, 70 or 80 or 90 thousand miles on it. I, I think that I would probably do that transmission service early because the oil and the filter are not going to hurt the transmission in any way, shape, or form. But I would think that the transmission has it an abundance of water in the fluid, and I'm not saying there's water you're going to be able to see. I'm just saying right. moisture. 
but I think you know now's a good time to do it. But you could wait for a hundred thousand. But I think if I were you, I'd probably speed that up a tad. Okay, that's what I had, Mark. It was nice talking to you again, okay. and you have a great day. Thank you very much, Brett. Same to you, John. You're up next, John. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, I've got a uh, a late '90s Pathfinder. Um, this is the second one. This one, uh, I bought it so right, uh, it's only had uh, 117,000 miles on it. Still had the new smell inside. And you look under that engine compartment, this thing runs and looks new. Had great compression. The complaint I have about the thing is the same that I had on the last one, which is that front-end suspension. It's kind of a McPherson strut-type thing with the shock, and then at the top of it has that real spongy spring where they tried to make it ride yeah. like a Cadillac, and by now this is, I mean, it's, it's stock. It was, it, it's 17, 18 years old, and it is just non-existent as far as the suspension goes. Um, it's just too spongy, and that front end hood rolls back and forth. And um, what I'd like to do, and you tell me if there's a better option here. I mean, I, you know, this thing is on dirt road. Okay. Um, I'd like to just pull that garbage suspension out of there, that strut system, weld some plates into the wheel well, two shock it with, uh, you know, maybe some Monroe overload, something like that. And bypass the spring altogether. Yes? No? What's the better? No. Two minutes. No. no. <laughs> the, the, the McPherson strut takes the place of the upper control arm. So in order to put it back to a two-shock setup, you'd have to somehow design an upper control arm with an upper ball joint. Otherwise, those shock absorbers are going to let that differential walk forward and walk backwards. So okay. it, it, it's it's really it's really in you can certainly gas up that front end. You can certainly put some really nice nitrogen shocks on the front. But what's really bad on that is the upper shock mount, that big rubber pancake that sits right. up on, inside that. That's what's bad. So those are the ones you need to really focus on. And unfortunately, you're only going to be able to buy those from the dealer. But the idea is, is that if you put a pair of those in and a pair of shocks, which is and do an alignment, then you're really good for another hundred thousand miles easy. And I think that would be a lot better than trying to redesign that front end. Okay. Okay. Right. I had a feeling you'd have an idea. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, let me tell you about IMM real quick. IMM Auto Service in the northeast part of Tempe is special because they do work on cars that the rest of us really call in sick for. If you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, and an Alfa Romeo, the Volvo's not bad, but the Saab, the Fiat, and the Alfa Romeo, those cars were built by people who decided to take a conventional idea and turn it 180 degrees. Those cars are difficult. The old Fiats are very difficult. You have to know what you're doing. The Saabs and the Alfa Romeos, those cars are difficult, plus there's a problem with accessing parts. That's the reason why I, T-O-T, turn over to IMM Auto Service, those cars that need specific work that are Volvo Saabs and Fiat and Alfa Romeos. I am telling customers that's where you belong. Mark Salem, or Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. Mark at MarkSalem.com. You're welcome to email me. See you next week.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.